0: Welcome to this edition of Energized, a podcast presented by Surrey Yadkin EMC. This is Wendy Wood, Manager of Communications and Community Relations. SYEMC is a member-owned electric cooperative situated in the Yadkin Valley area of Northwest North Carolina, serving members in Surrey, Yadkin, Stokes, Wilkes, and Forsyth counties. We look forward to our time during Energized so we can share more information about the co-op with you. Today's focus is on winter weather preparedness. Joining me are Sheldon Howlett, Safety Coordinator for Surry Akin Electric, and Eric Southern, Director of Surry County Emergency Services. Sheldon, to open up, can you tell us when winter storms are expected during the colder months of the year, what type of conditions does the Cooperative stay alert for when we're preparing for power outages?
1: So what we're looking for is high winds in excess of 25-30 miles an hour. uh, heavy wet snows uh, that's going to uh, weigh down the trees and power lines. Also ice due to uh, freezing rain. Uh, that's going to cause a lot of issues with the trees, tree limbs, and the uh, power lines being weighted down with ice.
0: Now we have a regular right-of-way clearing program that clears the right-of-way. So when you talk about trees, where are the trees coming from that are causing some of the issues?
1: Well. Even though we do maintain right of uh, you know, trees can be tall enough that they're outside of our, our right-of-way. They can also fall into our right-of-way uh, on the power lines. And a lot of the trees are in yards that we can't do. Uh, we have to do limited trimming. Uh, so they, they also can cause an issue.
0: Um, If there are power outages and members want to use a generator to help power their refrigerator, lights, things like that, what safety measures should they take at their home, and um, how can the generators affect the safety of our linemen?
1: So, um, when installing a generator, um, it would probably be to the homeowner's best interest to hire a licensed electrician and uh, they're going to install a switching device uh, a lot like most common is called an interlock. You'll see that at most of your big box hardware stores like Lowe's, Home Depot Um, and what that does is um, you have to manually open the main disconnect or main breaker, uh, shut off all your other breakers, connect your generator, start your generator, and then you can uh, uh, slowly, one by one, open each uh, breaker back up to the home. By opening that main disconnect or that main breaker, uh, you're not allowing the power source to flow backwards through the meter, which will flow backwards onto the overhead lines and uh, in the result cause uh, the, the power line to have high voltage back on it, just to make sure that main disconnect or that main breaker is off before um, starting your generator to power your breaker panel.
0: If they're using a portable generator and it's not hooked into the breaker box, is, are there safety concerns there?
1: Yes. So um, what, what that could do, that could backfeed through the meter. And what I mean by backfeed is Uh, Power normally flows from our source to the home, which steps down high voltage to low voltage. And that can happen in reverse if there's not a break in between. So normally that break in between is going to be some type of manual power disconnect, whether it be a main breaker or a service disconnect. And if you don't break that power, what happens is 240 volts, which comes into your home, steps back up to 7,200 volts back on to the main line. That that could cause harm to, if you got a bound power line, that could cause harm to uh, the public or alignment.
0: I know at my house, we usually just rent a generator and we use it outside and then run a drop cord inside the house to plug stuff up into the drop cord. So <laughs> it's a little safer than trying to plug into the breaker box without an electrician. Um, Eric, if they want to use other alternate heat sources, what are some of those heat sources they might would use and what are the safety concerns with those?
2: Well, one of the biggest things with any outside source being brought in, of course, is carbon monoxide. Uh, You need to have something that's vented. Um, A lot of your home gas logs now are actually set up for that so they're vented to where they can operate safely in the home. Uh, we've seen things, people bring kerosene heaters in, of course, which are not vented and not made for the home. And then we've also seen where people would bring electrical heaters in, and they position those too close to furniture and other things that are flammable. So that would definitely be two of the top concerns.
0: If somebody's power does go out and they have medical necessities, such as oxygen machines or other, other equipment that they need to run, and they don't have enough battery backup, is there something that they can do? somebody they can contact for help with that. How do y'all handle those cases?
2: So one of the things that we try to do in the county is we keep a a list of special needs like that. Uh, People are on ventilators, uh, they might have some kind of electrical device at uh, home that requires special attention and we try to keep up with the, the citizens in the county that have those needs so we can kind of plan for it ahead of time. If we have people that are on home oxygen and they lose power um, what we tell everybody is just call 911 and we have different things in place like uh, we could actually get generators or oxygen generator equipment out to their home. Uh, we also have the option to take them to a shelter or set up to work we could shelter them in place. But again, if they have any emergencies like that, call 911.
0: Um, and that's the same for most counties. I know we serve five counties so for Surrey, that would be the case is that. Do most of the counties run similar?
2: Yeah, most of the counties do have something in place where they do keep up with that and they do have resources.
0: What other things do people need to do to prepare when the forecast is calling for winter weather?
2: One of the biggest things I can recommend is having a home kit. Um, you know, once you lose power, um, of course if it's cold outside, it's going to be cold in your house. Um, so have uh, blankets and extra clothing for warmth. Also have uh, water stored and what they typically recommend is at least about three gallons per person per day. Keep that in your home and you can use it for different things um, such as washing off or you know cleaning your hands or something. Other things would be to uh, keep an extra supply of batteries and flashlights. Um, also make sure that whenever a storm is coming in, go ahead and charge your so- cell phone up, keep it charged, keep it ready because it may be you know, hours to days before you can get power on in the house. But a home kit is definitely the top thing to have.
0: The little power banks for phones and stuff are mm-hmm. those a good idea to keep charged up yes. in those kits as well?
2: Those are actually really well because most of the power banks now will charge your phone two or three times before they actually lose power.
0: Nice, Sheldon. If somebody is out and about during the weather and they come across a down line, um, and this could be no matter what the weather conditions are in the winter, summer, whenever, um, what should they do if they come across the down line?
1: Well. Uh you want to stay away from it um, because um, if that line is laying on the ground energized, it can energize the ground up to 50 feet away. So, uh, what we try to teach people uh, through uh, different uh, safety trainings is, um, you know, you want to stay away. Call 911, uh, and 911 is going to and give them a, a most accurate address as you can nine is gonna automatically find out who that local power supply person is and uh, they're gonna contact them. Um you're gonna wait until uh they come out and um and when that professional lineman, whoever he may be or power uh, employee uh, you know, deems that it's okay and safe, uh, you know, uh that's that's the only time you can go near down power line Uh, in the event that it was to fall on a car um, we ask that you stay in the car do not get out of the car because we try to teach what's called step touch potential and step potential is uh, if that vehicle does become energized and you were to step out of that car um, you're going to go be that path to ground so um, that electricity that that's energizing that car is gonna go through your body um, the only way or the only reason I would want to advise somebody to get out of that car until they're advised by a power professional or uh, you know a first responder that's had uh, communication with a power company is to is in the event that that car becomes uh, On fire or there's a fire or there's an immediate hazard that you have to get out if you do have to get out what we teach people is to try to hop land on both feet if possible and then you're going to shuffle heel to toe until you're a good 50 feet away because if you try to take a step that step potential is still there Uh, possibly up to 50 feet away from that vehicle.
0: And shuffle with your feet together.
1: Shuffle with your feet close together, heel to toe, until you get at least 50 feet away.
0: Um, Are there other just general winter safety tips that people should be aware of health-wise as far as playing in the snow and the cold, shoveling snow, driving, that type of thing?
2: Just don't get over your head. Uh, We have a lot of uh, people unfortunately that think they can drive into winter weather whenever we're not used to this type of weather on a regular basis so uh, plan ahead if you need prescription medicine or you have prescription medicine you know plan ahead for that especially if they're calling for weather Um, shoveling your driveway we unfortunately do see a lot of people that uh, suffer cardiac events that get out there and do it so one of the things we always tell everybody is check on your neighbors you know if you have Elderly neighbors or neighbors that may have health conditions to prevent them, you know, help them out with that.
0: Is some of that because it's so cold that they don't realize they're exerting their self as much as they are?
2: It is. Um, unfortunately, we're our uh, layers, and with those layers, it insulates a whole lot more, so it keeps the heat in, and you're actually overheating more than you think you are.
0: What about playing in the snow? I mean, either whether on ATVs, on sleds. I know my son tried to slide up under the pickup truck the <laughs> other day. <laughs>
2: We see, unfortunately we see a lot of people too that, that get out on uh, all-terrain vehicles. Um, they'll pull people on snow sleds, they're going up hills, you can't see the ground so a lot of hidden dangers like holes, um, creeks and things like that are hidden by the snow and when people try to go over those areas a lot of times they end up rolling or flipping those vehicles so it does present a serious danger.
0: Well, I appreciate everybody listening today. I encourage you to visit our Suriak and Electric Storm Center on our website, syemc.com. There you can find storm preparedness tips, generator safety tips, and, and more. Our members can also monitor our outage map at the Storm Center. As we sign off for this edition of Energized, I hope this information was helpful, and I look forward to spending time with you on another episode soon. You can find more information on Suriak and EMC 24 hours a day at SYEMC.com. This is Wendy Wood signing off, and until next episode, remember to stay energized.